0: Yes yes, greetings So much for what I said last week When I kicked off the last blog Praising the glorious weather In true British style It's all gone a bit taters as a mould mate It was snowing earlier on But not that type of snow that gets you all excited It's that light muggy snow that doesn't settle Just gets you cold and miserable At least it's familiar Seems a little convenient mate The sharp turn in weather coincided with the sharp turn of the heating dial coincided with the sharp rise in energy prices. I occasionally flirt with conspiracy theories, often for my own amusement, but this one is just too coincidental. Someone's making some dough out of this, surely. Shouldn't have opened my mouth. So this week I'm uploading the third story from Make Your Own Bed and Hope for the Best this show I'm developing about my experiences of employment. This one is based on my time as a trolley boy at Waitrose in Hawley. Imagine that last sentence was just said in the style of an old veteran regaling another war story to his eager grandchild whilst dipping his grubby mitts into a bag of Werther's Originals. Trolley Boy by me, Paul Cree. Who else? Friday evenings, waitrose, every shift would start the same. Paul, can you do the trolleys for me? For me? They always said it like it was a personal favour that I was doing them, like it wasn't part of the job, and like I ever had any choice in the matter. You're right. So I'd grab that horrible fluorescent jacket that made you sweat and stink of the weird geezer that did the day shift and make my way out into the car park where i will be greeted by the sight of a load of uncollected trolleys, all spilling out the trolley bays like a 5pm Primark sail rail, because no one would have done it since the weird geezer on the day shift clocked off at 3 o'clock. The trolleys came under the jurisdiction of the checkouts, where I apparently worked, but aside from a few old boys and a handful of spotty part-time strings like me, most of the checkout staff were female, yet they never had to do the trolleys, unless there was no males to do it. Geezers weren't even allowed to have ear piercings, so I had to put a plaster over that shiny gold stud I had in my ear that I'd recently done. How would the checkout girls notice my stud? Hold tight Linda though. She stuck up for the boys when she supervised and let me have longer on my breaks when it was pissing it down. Despite the mug off, I quite liked it. It was a simple job. Collect the trolleys scattered around the car park and take them back to the main trolley park by the entrance. It was a little bit like those wildlife documentaries with the big orchestral soundtracks providing a score to the lioness with a fresh batch of newborn cubs who keep trying to scamper away only for the lioness to carefully scoop them up in her jaw and bring them back to the loving embrace of her bosom. Sometimes, to amuse myself, I'd imagine there was a big orchestral score soundtrack in me as I collected the trolleys and brought them back to the loving embrace of the shopfront trolley park. I got to be on my own out there, and think about stuff, like girls in the checkouts that I fancied, and ideas for putting on music gigs, and random lyric ideas that would pop into my head. I'd started MCing, on drummer bass and garage, and was trying to work on my double time skipper D flow. The car park had this overflow bit at the back where only a few local winos went. It was a good spot to kill some time, and practice some bars. I got a lot of thinking done out there, but it was always some prick like a customer or a supervisor that disturbed my train of thought in the same way teachers did at school or college where I was by that point. I'd come to the realisation that I was shit at most things. I was already way behind at college. Like school, I was okay at some things like PE and English and crap at everything else. I know I hated maths. I knew that OK plus crap equals shit. At Waitrose, I was OK at the trolleys. And that was it. I'd clear the first few trolley bays, bring them back to the front, sneak a look through the big glass at my checkout colleagues bleeping and scanning or idly chatting to each other during quiet times. Often, as soon as i cleared clear the first few bays, they would quickly refill before I could get to the next lot of bays, like that arcade game where you have to repeatedly bash the monsters on the head. They just keep reappearing. Customers would get in my way. Pricks. Or well, didn't look when they were reversing out of a spot. Just as so I'd carefully be snaking a train of 15 or so trolleys back to the front of the store. Or they were just plain lazy and didn't even bother to wheel them back to one of the several trolley parks strategically located equidistant from each other around the car park. It's not that difficult. Yet some of these knobs would just dump them anywhere. Sometimes in the middle of the road. Or in a trolley bay, taking up a valuable parking space. Balance. Sometimes they'd wheel them all the way to a parking bay and then just toss the thing so it's at some obtuse angle and therefore makes it difficult to fit more trolleys in. Then some other cock piece will follow suit and do the same thing. So you'd end up getting a trolley bay with five carelessly placed trolleys where there should be 25 in that one space. Is it really that difficult? Wankers! Sometimes I'd leave the trolleys that were randomly scattered about They served as stark examples to customers that some of their fellow customers had no respect for the delicate ecosystem that was trolley collection, and that everyone had a part to play in that cyclical drama, not just inept daydreaming part-time timers and weird geezers on the day shift. Once I'd got on top of the whole operation, I could swan around at a leisurely pace, keeping everything in order. i got a sense of satisfaction in it all. I was knackered after most shifts. As most of the supervisors often seemed to forget I was even out there on my own doing the trolleys, I took massive liberties on my break. And despite feeling like I was the dickhead doing the shit job, if I'm honest, I think it suited me. I didn't have to talk to anyone or deal with numbers and customers. And the money was way better than Smith's.